This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. The scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 29. Uh, connoisseurs of sport, guess what? We're back. That's right. This is the basketball GM coming to you from the boogie down Bronx. <laughs> and I got with me the scout, of course. Who else would it be? Scout? Yeah, this is our mixtape intro. Yeah, did you like that? You weren't expecting that, were you? I wasn't ready, no. You got to keep the people on their toes now. <laughs> now, everybody, let me tell you something. This weekend in the NBA, a couple of upstarts, let's say, upstart stars, Decided to let all of us know that there's more to this league than Steph Curry and LeBron James and everybody else. And I'm talking about Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis, affectionately known as the Unibrow. Uh, So we're going to start there. After we deal with these two gents, we will bring you the scouts' thoughts on the Thunder at, I'm sorry, on Cleveland at Oklahoma City. Right, the big Sunday game, which we tend to like to go over. Yes. So who you want to start with, Scout? Uh, Mr. Lillard or Mr. Davis? Well, since Anthony Davis was tonight... Yeah. Start there. And um, tonight, the scout means everybody. Sunday, the twenty-first of February. Yes. Um, monster game. Fifty-nine uh, points, twenty yes. rebounds. Um, what the third person to do it since nineteen eighty-three? The other two being Shaq, of course, and yes. Chris Webb. Chris Weber. I didn't know that. Interesting, yeah. Chris Weber. Um, yeah, he put his book really. of poetry down to uh, do mm. that that night. Mm-hmm. And he sprinkled in four assists, you know, to boot. Four assists, a block as well. Now right. he, you know, not, he did not doing it with blocks, but he had one right. block. Right, yeah. right. Whiteside would consider this to be, Sean Whiteside would consider this to be illegitimate because he's not doing it with blocks. But, <laughs> um, I mean, even to go through some of the, the uh, he played 43 minutes, which is, you know, always an important thing I believe that's left out mm-hmm. when we discuss um, performances. 24 of 34 from the field. Huge. Huge. And I'll get back to that in a moment after the 2 of 2 from 3 from long yes. distance. So. And, and 9 of 10 from the line. Right. So if you look at the breakdown there, what what is important if you saw the game or you even saw the highlight package from the game is the diversity um, in the Unibrow's game, right? Yes. Um, you're looking at the 24-34. He literally did it from everywhere. Because he's got game for days. I mean, he yes. really does. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the two or two threes, that's only two threes, but from the mid-range, um, I mean, there were several fadeaway style shots. Even he can even take you off of a dribble and create his own shot. Yes. Um, and this is a guy that, what is six, what day was six ten-ish? Yeah. Yeah, so. And, and, you know, he's 22. Yes, right. 22. Which, and I'm glad you said that because, as you know, I, I understand and acknowledge the talent. Oh, here comes the hate, everybody. Here it is not hate. hate. Look, the scout and I go back and forth. Wait a minute, scout. The scout and I go back and forth, everybody, about the unibrow. He is very bearish on the unibrow. (laughs) Um, Now, let me just tell you, I became a fan of the unibrow's game during that Olympic run. He when he was the the young gent. Right. Amongst all the big dogs, you know, Kobe, LeBron, D Wade, etc. And I was so impressed by his uh the maturation of his game and his ability to stick with them and not be a sore thumb. Um so that's when I became a fan of his game. Now we can argue about what he's doing with it night in and night out, but he is twenty two. So go ahead with the hate scout. Well you just said it all. <laughs> I mean, I am a fan of his game. Make no mistake, there's impossible not to be, especially the way we see the game. Yes. Um, but um, I'd like to see a little more dog in him, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, well, his birthday's in a, a few weeks, so maybe he'll bring that dog out for you. <laughs> well, again, like you said, he's only 23. Which well, is, he will be 23. Will yeah. be, right. 22 now, will be 23, which is remarkably young. I think we take that for granted. Very young, yeah. Yeah, in athletics, um, where you see a guy, I mean, that is not, I just think about when I was 22 years old, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, about two or three years ago, and I was just was not the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, again, if you... Mid-range game, um, back to the basket, even though he tends to face up off of that. Um, not a true low post player, but is functionally can score from that area. And also, what gets overlooked a lot in the modern game is the 9 out of 10 free throws, getting to the strike 10 times, right? Because that adds another layer of carnage. Right. Okay. And making 9 of them. I mean, for a 6 yeah, right. guy. Yeah. Right. Right. All important things. Um I mean, this guy, the sky's the limit talent-wise. It's just like I said, going back to how much dog does he have in him and will that continue to evolve as well? Is he angry about something, competitively angry? Yeah, with the the fire in his belly. Right. Does he want to be, does he have a target for who he wants to be? Does he want to be truly great? Does he want to be remembered beyond his playing days? That kind of, where he sits there, um is the question mark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you always it's always treacherous to try to read a guy because you don't know what he's thinking. Just because he's subdued in demeanor doesn't mean he doesn't have a fire. So that'll be the question going forward, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, his game is, is very easy. Oh, yes. Makes it very look easy. easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even if, if everybody, if you saw... The all-star game when he was in it was almost like you know whatever i want is fine it doesn't matter it's going in right and that can also be misleading so i i I, 
as I assess him and try to do... And everyone, the scout is being very, very laid back with this. He's being very uh, reserved in his comments about Mr. Anthony Davis. You know, he is not coming for him as he normally does. He Don't believe that, really, folks. He's really trying to be professional tonight. Go Don't ahead, scout. Don't believe that, folks. Don't believe him for a second. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he grows... Um, will yeah. these performances we're not 59 and 20 that's never going to become the norm but will he escalate his game where you see explosive performances yeah. more often and um, my question will be um, the longer he's on a team that's middling mm-hmm. uh, how does he re- react to that does he withdraw and give up or does he do what you're saying? Does he go, look, I'm done with this. <laughs> Give me the ball. Get out of the way. Right. Does he Again, does he get that competitive fire? Does he get even angry? And if and when he does, can he channel that? Because that's another question. Some people can't mm-hmm. channel the anger. Where they'll, they'll get angry and go off the rails a bit. Yeah. So that, that's the question for me. The game is there. I mean, it's a complete game outside of as you grow also you learn how and when to use certain aspects of it that's another thing mm-hmm. you can have all the game in the world and it can be misappro- misappropriated <laughs> as far as your, your, your skills are concerned so that's another thing but look again monster performance tonight everything he can do was shown mm-hmm. he put on display tonight and it is remarkable um Next performance. We, did you want to move to the the other big one we had this well this week? This one was during the week. Well, it was Friday. Was that Friday? Okay, we're talking about Lillard, right? Who put fifty one on the Golden State Warriors? Yeah. So, and that was in Portland. Um, mm-hmm. I do not feel like talking about the Golden State Warriors, but I, you know, I guess this is dragged in. Uh, so, you know, Lillard said, hold on, hold on. Y'all didn't put me in the All-Star game. <laughs> no one's paying attention to me. I'm going to show you what 51 looks like mm-hmm. without hurling every possible three-pointer <laughs> I can get my hands on. And I'm going to create my shots. How you like that? Go ahead, um, Scout. The GM is trolling. <laughs> okay. Um, I just need another story. I need to be entertained and entertained. Right, this is entertainment. Right. Yeah. Um, so, right, this Golden State is opposite uh, of the position we all know and well know well. Steph Curry, um, who on that night put up thirty five of his own, his own. But yeah, um, Lillard really torched him and them. Um, oh, thirty one for Curry. Oh, yeah, 31, okay. Uh, 51 points. Uh, six steals. Yeah. Seven assists. Now, he got he went to the stripe seven times, so he didn't have the big free throw numbers that you see in some of the other larger performances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know what his three numbers were in that game. Nine to 12. Nine to 12, so it was, he threw in a boatload of them, but still, he shot 28 total and 12 of the 28 with threes, which is still yeah, 
Um, as far as shot breakdowns, I like to see that where, again, we, we say this pretty much every time we record and discuss NBA, where the three ball is a supplement to your game. It's part of it, but it's not your game. Yeah, um, and you know he he was eighteen to twenty eight overall, so sixteen mm-hmm. of his shots were inside. Yes, the three point arc. Uh, Curry did hit seven three pointers during that game, so he out curried Curry. Right. Um, with that, so yeah, of course he had a lot of threes. That that would explain also just seven free throws, yeah. but that wasn't the bulk or even half of his shots. Exactly. So, you know, just putting that in context. Now, about that game, if anyone saw it, um, first of all, it was in the Rose Garden, which is always a difficult thing. It's always difficult to win in the Rose Garden. Uh, what I will say is this. the matchup. Why is that? Can you explain why it's so difficult? I really don't know outside of it being in Seattle and maybe depending on, you know, the regular season, you go from venue venue, from state to state, obviously, um, every night, you know, back to backs, that kind of thing. Depending on where you start mm-hmm. with, with the game you play prior to the Portland game is, you may have to come all the way back and end up in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and, and and it's just a tough haul. I remember um, the Lakers used to, you know, being a Laker fan for years, used to have, especially in the Kobe era. Kobe Shaq era and the Kobe era following a ton of trouble winning in the Rose Garden because for some reason the league would always schedule Portland on the back end of a back-to-back for them so they would have to go to Portland in that second game and they would always have trouble in Portland Um, but you know first of all let me start say I don't know because the fan base they have a great fan base yes Um, no matter right rabbit no matter really how well they're doing even though it's a pretty good franchise and they're competitive those fans show up and they make a ton of noise. Mm-hmm. That's number one. It's a very loud arena, so the atmosphere helps. First of all, as far as the team in Portland's concerned, they can draw energy from that, and also it's disruptive mm-hmm. um, in theory to the opposing team. So it's a hostile environment, and I say hostile in a good way. Um, I don't think they're, I mean, like some of these other fan bases um, who can be over the top. Yeah. I think it's just a, a great atmosphere, a great place to play. Um, so I think that helps them. And, and getting to the what I was going to say about the actual game and the matchup team against team, we all know how Golden State plays and, and how well they're built. We've talked about that for the contemporary game. But if you look at um, the way Portland's built, they have two guys in that backcourt who can really score, the other one being uh, C.J. McCollum who's mm-hmm. the two guard there. It really is the combo guard, but he plays the two in conjunction with Lillard at the one. And what you'll see with Golden State, and we talked about this, is they tend to use Klay Thompson on the better backcourt player. Right. Which means in today's the game, he's typically going to be on a point guard because they're just reams of point guards. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they tend to hide Steph Curry defensively and keep him fresh. Right, because, you know, he's got to get those shots up. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, So what you're saying is with McCollum. Yes, you cannot do that. Yeah. Um, Because McCollum had had 21 points of his own. Right. Yeah. And you can't, so you can't move Clay off of McCollum or swap it because then McCollum will go at Steph Curry. You can't really hide. Mm -hmm. Um, So Steph Curry stayed on Lillard and, and got 51 for his trouble. 
And even tonight, um, I believe Golden, um, not Golden State, Portland pulled out a win against Utah. And you're looking at Lillard had 30 tonight and McCollum had 29. So this is a backcourt that can really put the numbers up and put the ball in the hoop. So just looking at them as a matchup from that standpoint, you can see how that could cause a problem. Not to mention Portland's able to play small as well. Now, right. I'm not. this does not mean they get into the postseason or in a playoff series and they defeat Golden State. But they, from what you're saying, it sounds like there's a path. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. There's a formula. Now, the problem's going to be Golden State would have home court advantage. Among other things. And, and just, yeah, yeah, Golden State is... The style of play and the personnel employed, again, we talked about this, to execute that style. It's just a perfect marriage. And the one thing I, I we haven't touched on as far as the way they play, and I don't want to belabor this because we do Golden State all the time. Oh, you're about to talk about Golden State. Just for a second, because mm-hmm. I, I haven't brought this point up. Um, okay. One of the major rule changes that we don't discuss, we talk hand-checking and things like that and, and contact at the rim, is the... The league has outlawed impeding cutters offensive. So for Steph Curry, for example, when he gives the ball up and he does his Reggie Miller thing and runs around, it used to be middle 90, middle 2000s, early 2000s and 90s and so forth and so on. You could really rough him up. On the cut. On the cuts. Disrupt so you the mean. Bang him up. Mm-hmm. Hold. Yeah. Okay. And, by, and by cut, describe what you mean to the people. Oh, just like a cut. Um, how would you describe that rudimentary? Just where he's running on the court. So he goes. Right. And when you, you give the, essentially, um, he would give the ball up, right? Mm-hmm. And he may dive down the middle of the lane. And exactly. And then go either left or right and pick right. up a screen or two. Right. Um, similar so going, so going down, down the paint to the baseline almost right. and curling left or right. Right, now there's several kinds of cuts you can do. You know, you get Princeton yes. cuts, scissor cuts, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just basically speaking, it's making a hard move or a cut, if you want to think about football as well. Without the um, ball. Without the ball to somehow uh, free yourself of your defender. Right. Right. Um, uh, which Reggie Miller did every day right. of the week. And the thing, that's where you get in the Reggie Miller... That was really his game, though. That was right. what he did. Where Steph Curry can do that as well as yes. score off of the dribble. Okay, yes. so that's what makes Steph Curry so dangerous is the, the ability to do both. But the point is this. Golden State, and this goes to us how they're built, really thrives. That's really what makes them so impossible. It's the inability to chuck, they would call it, cutters. Mm-hmm. And to slow them down and disrupt the timing. So Give now, them a little bump. Right. Just a little one. Even, I mean, and, and that's the benign uh, <laughs> occurrence. <laughs> because, I mean, you would have a lot of holding and grabbing and things like that. And the league wanted that out because they wanted the scoring. Uh, right. As far as marketability is concerned. So I just wanted to bring that because we have not talked about that. And that may be the number one change that allows that free flowing motion style offense. You cannot touch them. So they just run through freely and it becomes impossible. Yeah. So. I did want to discuss that because I hadn't before. Now, let's drag ourselves out of Golden State. Thank you. Right. Um, And just to go over some of the other performances, I don't know if you want to go down the list. There were a few 50-plus point games this year. Um, We had Boogie Cousins, who until tonight had the 
the high for the season at 56. Now, granted, that was in an overtime game, which we always want to. That don't count. Next. Oh, okay. see, there's the GM trolling. Let's no, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just want everyone to know, offline, the GM does not respect any performances that go into overtime. That's not true. I do respect them. They, I just don't put them on the same level as someone doing it in regulation. What's next? <laughs> so we go down the list. Steph Curry, 53 points. Uh-huh. Um, now, his, Steph Curry did that in 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Without well, a lot not, of this. But there we go. Right. However... Yeah, he got up twenty-seven shots in thirty-six minutes. Now, because I've heard this narrative that you know the great ESPN likes to put out in these outlets, mm-hmm. oh, he has to be playing the fourth quarter and he's still scoring. While true, no one's talking about jacking them shots up in the limited amount of time, so he's still shooting the most out of the top scorers. He's like, like a ball machine, you know that they yes. out the balls, right? So yeah. you, you got to balance that. Don't let them mm-hmm. uh, uh, run their media game on you. Is it is it remarkable? Yes, but it ain't as remarkable as they making it out to be. Yes, they they're going to they're going to uh, point out the stats they want to further yes. their narratives. Okay, right. Um, now in that game, I just want to break down the stuff. Curry game. He had fifty three. Oh my goodness! Wait a minute. Seventeen out of twenty seven. This is important because we give him a hard time for this. Eleven free throw attempts in that game. Mm-hmm. That's important to note. 11 out of 11, because, I mean, obviously, when he gets there, he ain't going to miss. So, um, that's important to note, that he actually um, got a double-digit foul shot. Yes, so, um, the third, moving on, this is an interesting one. This is an old-school 53 from Jimmy Butler, (laughs) where where he shot 25 foul shots. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 30 from the floor, 21 out of 25 from three. Um, even had, threw in 10 rebounds and six assists in that game. He was just in attack mode. That's a monster game. And back and moving forward, Kemba Walker put up 52, um, 15 foul shots. We talked about Lillard, um, only seven foul shots. Then Curry has another 51, which is more a more traditional one for him. Um, two out of three from the foul strike. So, <laughs> right. I, again, I had to break down the foul shooting so you can see both sides of that. He put up 53, 19 out of 28 in this game in 36 minutes again. So remember, he's rate shot rate wise. Yeah, he is up there. Now they yeah, don't. Yeah, they don't talk about it that way. Right. But to get 28 shots up in what did I say? 36. 36. Minutes? 36. Yeah. That's a ton. And even moving back to Lillard this week, 28 shots in 31 minutes. So you're looking at the rate of shot. Again, that's a ton of shots. But look, you know what happened? He beat them at their own game. Or the team did. He McCollum helped out big time Mm -hmm. um, for all of the reasons you stated. Also, uh, Lillard had no turnovers. Zero. Right there. I mean, that is remarkable. In any game for a point guard not to turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, and, and just so you know, everybody, the Trailblazers beat the Warriors 137 to 105. Yes. And yeah. again, Portland can play that small ball and kind of match up with uh, El Farouk Aminu and some of those guys who really, they can play larger than they are, just like Golden State does with Draymond Green. They can play it undersized guys at positions. Yeah. And still and still thrive. I'm not even gonna use succeed. So um they're able again, they're able to troll them again 
a little bit in regards to the matchup. So, you know, this is the kind of team that would be dangerous for Golden State. Not saying they would lose to them in the playoffs, but mm. it would hurt them. It would make it a harder road than some other teams. That's a team you don't want to see in the first round. Exactly. Yeah. And they're right now, their record, the Trailblazers are, are 28 and 27. So they're hovering around that. Right. You don't want, yeah, you don't want to see someone who maybe could give you some trouble. Yeah. Um, especially with a guy like Lillard, who we know does not retreat in the playoffs as far as yeah. his game is concerned. He and shows would, up. And, yeah, and you were talking about Anthony Davis and, you know, whether he has that fire in his belly. We know Lillard does. Yes, we've seen it time and time again, even though he's been on teams that weren't necessarily elite. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up. Okay, it plays plays as you want to see with with really very good players and great players better do it where they elevate themselves in the playoffs. So he mm-hmm. does that. Um, so again, that's a good point, GM. Um, if I'm going to state, I'd rather not. Yeah, you just don't want to have to deal with them. Yeah, doesn't mean they're going to lose to him, but like you said, you just don't want to have to deal with that first round. Um, and the last fifty point game to round it out is the beard. Um. <laughs> okay. Who shot twenty foul shots? Which you would expect. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's low for him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, now he almost did it with turnovers. He had nine turnovers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and nine rebounds and eight assists. So he did it all, folks. In his yeah. fifty point game, he filled up that yeah. box score, didn't yeah. he? Forty yeah. out twenty for the four. I'm sure Dwight Howard was spinning nickels. No, he wasn't. If you understand the relationship that's going on there. Dwight Howard was somewhere <laughs> thinking about the latest dance he can do. No, he um, was very angry, I'm sure. <laughs> well, maybe he was going to uh, hold a press conference about it. Okay. Uh-uh. We're not going to troll Dwight. We'll do that in another episode. We'll troll Dwight Howard. I'll always troll Dwight. I mean, that's easy. Yeah, we are not fans, in case you can't tell. Who is? Um. Okay. Well, that's true. He is uniting adversaries across the nation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Dwight. Um, Now, one more thing. So we talked about those two big performances. Mm -hmm. Let's get into um, the matchup of the weekend, probably. Mm -hmm. Cavaliers at Thunder, which happened early today. I think it was 3.30 Eastern Time, p.m. P.m. Now, you saw some of this. Yes. Um, watching this game, I got concerned about Oklahoma City. All right, why? Why is that? I don't like the way the team's built. We talk about Golden State and how wonderfully built they are. And we talked about Oklahoma City being really a, an old-school two-man kind of offensive team. That's the thrust, the tip of the spear is these, obviously, the two great players, Durant and Westbrook. Mm-hmm. But as you see <laughs> I'm getting to him. I know some people would consider him, you know, oh. the third head. Oh. Well, they pay, like you said, like you said offline, they paid him like he's that. Oh, you mean the organization? Because nobody yes. else should. Yeah, R- right. Um, this organization and this team does not have the glue guys, right? Yeah, they don't the have Draymond, a Draymond Green. Green. They don't yeah. have, and most, and more specifically, they don't have one of those perimeter defensive guys that you can really throw out there on, like today, LeBron James, mm-hmm. or even Kyrie Irving went out of the game early. But if Kyrie Irving was in, you could even put him on that the, the Tony Allen type. We talk about Tony Allen all the time. Yeah, I'm a Bruce Bowen type. 
Um, they don't have a guy. Even you know what? I, I don't even have to go there. If you remember, Tabo Cephalosi used to play for them. Yeah, that role. Yeah, right. He is now gone, and they've replaced him with Dion Waiters, who is really not. Someone. And remember, the beard was there. Don't forget. Right was coming off of the bench. Right, yeah. so you had pieces that you could employ, and guys that could support the great players. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Atavo Cephalosha is someone that I think could really help them, but they let him go. I'm, I can't remember if that was by a trade. I believe it may have been. Well, when you pay well, right. right, a lot like that, you've already you already have two max guys. Yeah, and Ibaka used to be somewhat of that dirty kind of dirty. I don't say dirty player. That's the wrong terminology. That glue guy. Yeah, defensive minded. Right. Well, he, yeah. he was quite the shot blocker, that kind of thing. Um, never a huge rebounder, but could get you nine to ten of those. Um, that probably has something to do with his build because he's a he's a slight um, seven footer if he's six eleven, but he's he's like a um, uh, a slight guy. Um, but I don't see the same. He's more of he's evolved offensively to the point where Here I think you go. Here you go with this. Yeah, that's yeah. the mentality he has. He's evolved just enough to ruin everything de- well, offensively. Right. right. Well, that doesn't yeah. mean he, he has. He, right. He's <laughs> right. He's evolved enough to be a saboteur. So right. He knows point. just enough for right. it. Right. right. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, that, or Iguodala, they should poach him from the Warriors. <laughs> right. These yeah. guys, you look at Golden State and, you know, we try to stay away from them, but I mean, you can't, I mean, you got to give them the, the credit they deserve. Yeah. They have, right. They have a guy like Andre Iguodala who they go and get, who isn't the, you know, the flamethrower like some of them are from outside. But you don't need that. You have to score. And right? he'll win the finals MVP. And then... Troll. Troll. Truth. Truth. Okay. <laughs> um, also, you you know it's true. You know it's true. Wow. Now, um, uh, also, you know what? Greg Popovich is, is great at finding those guys. Yeah. You mentioned Bruce Bowen. Great at finding them. I mean, the Spurs are littered. With and I'm glad you brought that up because if you look at Kawhi Leonard who is maybe the premier perimeter defender right now. Mm-hmm. But he's also evolved offensively. However, mm-hmm. he has not sacrificed his defensive game for that. Speaking That's because Popovich would knock him out. That's true. Popovich would go after his family. <laughs> right. That's the point. Now, on the flip side, or more importantly, when I was watching this game, I mean, LeBron James was just waltzing to the front of the rim. Um, they would just run a token screen and at a screen roll at the top of the key. And let me tell you, Oklahoma City had so much trouble with this. They didn't know if they wanted to switch it, if they wanted to go over the top or rid of the knee. First of all, I would have to think you go underneath screens when you play against LeBron James, right? Because you want to bait the jump shot. Oh, yeah. Um, they had no plan for this. <laughs> so what would happen is either A... <laughs> So they would both get caught on the screen and he would just walk to the front of the rim where he's, you know, he's pretty much going to finish this LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Or they would switch it and he would end up on a big man. Okay. More specifically, Mr. Adams, the center. Mm-hmm. And he would just run around him and go lay the ball up. It was, it was just poorly done. Yeah. And I have to look at this team and say, how are they going to get away with this against elite teams? I mean, it was an easy win for the Cavaliers. Like I said, 
Uh, Kyrie Irving went out with the flu after the first quarter. Now, the score would suggest it wasn't as easy. It was just 104 to 100. No, uh, 115 to 92, my friend. Oh, 115 to 92. That was the final, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And, and I, again, some you know, you look at it. I mean, again, they are, look, Oklahoma City is 40. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm looking at the wrong game. I apologize. Yeah, Oklahoma City is 40 and 16. So you look at them and say, yeah, they're in the hunt. But when you watch them play against a rugged team like Cleveland, mm-hmm. I didn't like what I saw at all. Now, they played, again, you go when they go up against Golden State, it's a different animal. That's a finesse game. You know, they they because they, they go in the, into... Um, I can't think of Golden State's arena. I don't know if it's Oracle, but when they play in Golden State, they play Golden State really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but these rugged teams, I'm thinking Cleveland, San Antonio, maybe. I don't know how they match up with them. So I'm somewhat disappointed in what I saw from Oklahoma City, not to mention the two big guns didn't do enough. I mean, you look at Durant, he had 26 and Westbrook had 20, but that's not enough. I think they need to be pretty much at sixty or over. Yeah, that's between the two, right? If they against elite teams, of course, right? That's not. They're gonna have to do the whole Shaq Kobe bit back in the in in the, in the two, early two thousands, right? Where yeah, it's not to close to being enough. You know, one of the part of the problem is Serge Ibaka was six to fourteen for twelve points. Yep. I mean, let me just to that point. And then he had three, three rebounds. rebounds. That's what I'm talking about. He's now he's at the power forward slot. I mean, if you look at him, he had three rebounds, and Adams, the center, had nine. That's twelve between the, in the front court. And, and yeah, and, uh, and Westbrook had nine by right. himself. Ridiculous. It's not enough. Look, that th- that team is is shallow. Yes, as can be, and it's a problem. Um, it, it's a, a losing proposition. I agree. Um, in this league where, where, you know, the elite teams, the truly elite teams are so deep, mm-hmm. um, they're going to have a problem. Yeah, so I did not like what I saw today, folks. Um, even looking at Westbrook and Durant, we talk about free throws. Because they're so top-heavy, okay, these two guys are really going to have to do damage, not only from the floor, but also, they're going to have to go to the strike. They're going to have to put fouls on the opposing team's big men. They're going to have to do those things. So if I look at that, Kevin Durant shot three three free throws and Westbrook shot six. Yeah. You see, so for them to be successful again against these elite teams, they're going to have to play lights out. And when I mean lights out, they're also going to have to really draw fouls and do damage from the foul line, which is that older school way of playing when you have teams that are built this way. So long story short, I would I did not like what I saw again against Cleveland. Um, LeBron James had a great game. Um he had that he handled the ball a lot, which we aren't too fond of, but Kyrie was out. So yeah, he more- he had flu like symptoms, so he right. left in, after the first quarter. So it made more um, sense he played a you know played a LeBron game, which yeah. is efficient. Um, 11 assists, so that's there. 25 points, 11 to 22 from the field. Even hit two threes out of five attempts, which is big for him. Yeah, seven rebounds, up five turnovers. But he did have three steals to go along with all of that. Well, again, Um, the more he handles it, he's going to struggle with turnovers a bit. But look, you you compare – I mean, I know they have Tristan Thompson at the center position. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was four of, of six for 14 points with 14 rebounds. See, that's what, you, 
That's what Ibaka needs to be doing more of. I mean, right. Kevin Love schooled him. Yeah. 918 for 29 points and 11 rebounds, four assists. Yeah. You know, didn't make any threes, but so what? He was 11 or 12 from the line. You know, yeah. I mean, he really, I mean, it, Kevin Love was like, oh my goodness, Kyrie Irving's out. I have some freedom here. <laughs> right. Well, the, well, as far as that's concerned, the point to the Kevin Love thing, he's been playing better of late because from what I understand, um, T. Lou um, has really made an effort to get him the ball in situations that were familiar to him. So, some of the places he thrived in Minnesota. So at the elbow, mm-hmm. um, uh, in the, give him more post looks. Because what happens, I'll just say this as an overall point. Um, you have to get guys, whether they shoot the three ball well or not, um, outside of the elite three ball shooters, you know, the Claybot and Curry and guys like that. Yeah. They have to see the ball go in first before they can step out and hit those long shots. Right. right. So I think they were putting Kevin Love in a position, which is always what happens when you play with LeBron James. You kind of become a three point guy. Right. Because there's only so much room on the court. Yes. Right. So in this case, the. Lou is giving him more opportunities on the block where he can go in and maybe get a layup, get fouled. We saw the 12 foul shots, right? See the ball go in. Okay. And then some of the long, you're more comfortable when you move out on the floor, even though we shot all four from three today, it's still going to help you rhythm wise. So that's important. Yeah. Yeah, And and, and also the pressure isn't on him to make threes. Like he can, he can use more of his game um, like you were saying. So, I mean, that's important. I, I'm glad that T. Lou has decided to coach that way. <laughs> and, but you made a great point making the comparison with Tristan Thompson. He's a guy Oklahoma City could really use. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, this is just beautiful to have 14 points on six attempts and 14 rebounds to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six or eight from the, from the line, you know, okay. one block. You know, no turnovers from him in 35 minutes. I mean, you know, so he's a guy out there doing little things Mm -hmm. uh, to help them win and to make it easier on LeBron uh, because you were talking about how the ease of LeBron's game today. Yes. Uh, Kevin Love, see, T. Lou helping Kevin Love get to his spots will help LeBron uh, have a more fluid, easy game. And then you bring in Tristan Thompson as well. Now, if... Imagine what would have happened if Kyrie Irving weren't sick and they could have made all of that work. So the question for Cleveland moving forward is, is Lou going to be able to put everybody where they belong, like a little chess match, which will free LeBron Mm -hmm. and let Kyrie Irving do his job as the point guard? Right. When, When Kyrie Irving actually, well, he is back, but again, he missed the game today. The question is, can Kyrie Irving be inserted and you get a similar performance? Maybe not volume-wise, but can you keep Kevin Love in the game? Can you still get him the same looks, right? Yeah. That kind of thing. And remember, when Cleveland really slowed Golden State down last year, Kevin Love wasn't there, and Tristan Thompson was getting more minutes in tandem with Mozgov. Right. So you were able to slow Golden State down and play this kind of game. I mean, this Cleveland is a rugged, this is a rugged team when they're yeah. at their best. And right. you know, everybody talks about LeBron needs help. This is this team is well suited for him. Yes, they are built well. Yeah, and they did get to the finals last year. I think I think they're dangerous. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I was watching a bit of the Lakers versus Chicago mm-hmm. tonight, 
and I think that um, Chicago can forget it. Uh, <laughs> well, they've had a ton. I mean, in their defense, they've had a ton of injuries. They always have a ton of injuries. I mean, that's really their true. life story. Yeah, that's true. You got I mean, they're always injured because their star is always injured. Remember, he's actually made it this year, though. He's actually survived so far. So far. Don't, look, Knock don't jinx him. Now, Knock remember, he he does have plans after his career to go to meetings <laughs> to be able to sit down. So he is not concerned too much about having to have a seat and save his knees. Okay, we love, and, and we we love him. We, we love Derrick Rose. Kinda, and we do love you. Okay, <laughs> and we and your son. We we love your son. Oh, Derek. that's the man. Yeah, his son. Is, you know, and that's Derrick Rose. Everybody, Derrick Rose. Right, contrary uh, to all these other kids that they yes. like parading in front of me. Don't yeah, name any um, kids. We're not calling kids. Oh no, 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 no! His son. Is the best. I get a kick out of him. His son is like, I don't know who you are, what you talking about. Uh, <laughs> right. Now, we won't talk about Pau Gasol at all in there. Uh, wasn't there a rumor they were trying to move him before that the trade the deadline? Rumor. You know, they, that was a rumor. And then after the trade deadline passed, it was he's part of the core, you know. So, of course. That's just, oh, yeah. well, you know, that's just management. That's how it works. Uh, you um, talk to the GM. I know exactly what they're doing. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know exactly what they're doing. All right. You got anything else to say to these people? No, I think that's enough for today. Yeah, I was I was enlightened by you. I um I'm so happy that the hate you kept in check today. Um, don't believe him with me and Anthony <laughs> Davis. He does this. He, I have questions. He uh, is sold already. That's the only that, and now see that's an overstatement. No, it's not. You are sold. I'm sold on his talent. I'll tell you that. Anthony Davis is a top ten. He threw he threw the fifty nine and twenty right down your throat, uh-huh. and you had to eat it. I resent that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, for the scout, this is the GM, everybody. You stay safe. Watch out for the 50s dropping down everybody's throat. And um, try to watch something other than the Warriors. And maybe you'll have a riot in your life. Well, to that point, Saturday's a big game. Wait a minute. Saturday's a big game. You got Oklahoma City against Golden State on Saturday. So, maybe you'll give that a look. That is in Oklahoma City, I believe. Okay. So that's another big game, and we'll probably talk about that as we go. Because you just can't, you know, Golden State is just so, we try. Well, and the other thing is their schedule right now, they're playing a lot of good teams. So you, it's uh. impossible. But whatever. I'm done with them. And we're going to say sayonara, everybody. Yep. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com. <laughs>